0: not adjust your mp3 player we control the treble we control the bass we can control that strange one called mid that was on your granddad's old valve radio that used to sit in the living room hello i'm Ewan spence and welcome to the room that time forgot that room is room 404 in here is everything mankind And womankind has forgotten. I can look over dusty tapes and find the third season of Lost in Space all in colour. I can look over here and I can find the original recipe for Tang. Everything that people look for and can't find or can't remember is in here. But also in here... I have guests. One of my guests every week attempts to bring out things only they remember from their childhood, from their past, from technology, from the world around them, and brings them back into the public consciousness. And just to keep everything in karmic balance, they'll take something modern and put it in there just to keep everything so it looks like there's still something there. Like that bit at the start of Indiana Jones where he tries to steal the statue and puts a little bit of sand on top in there. Indie's not always successful. Let's see how successful my pronunciation is. Not very today, so let's just go to the guest so I can take a drink. Dave, are you there? Hello, Ewan! (laughs) It's Dave Delaney. Dave has a very grand job title, don't you, Dave?
1: I do. I am social media coordinator for Griffin Technology. Yes, you're, you're the people who make
0: the alternative headphones and cases and screen protectors and stuff for a million modern tech gadgets, aren't you?
1: We do indeed.
0: We do indeed. I mean, it's not you personally. It's not you there in China, just another sheet of plastic, another sheet of plastic, another sheet of plastic.
1: <laughs> no, it's not me sweating and doing the, doing the labor or even inventing the stuff for that matter. But. Okay, so,
0: so let, very briefly, what does a social media coordinator actually do? Can you sum it up in 20 seconds?
1: 20 seconds. I do online promotions and marketing. So I manage our brand online and I also communicate and build our uh, customer base and interact with people. So, is that longer?
0: No, no, that'll be fine. That'll be fine. Because there's another very, very important question here. Because I've never bought anything from Griffin. So
1: how are you on this podcast? Why have you never bought anything from Griffin?
0: Well, because you've sent me one thing for the PSP, which is a little clip on radio that went on
1: the bottom. That was quite nice. Yes, yes, yes. yes well, yes. I guess I'll have to get you something else.
0: I'm Scottish. I don't buy things. I run podcasts and invite people on from tech companies, so they give me stuff. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> i can what really slow on the uptake.
1: <laughs> I will see what I can arrange for you. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Dave, Dave and I, of course, have a
0: little bit of back history. Dave has been there when I've been singing country and western at South by Southwest Music, one of those engagements that I very mm-hmm. rarely talk about. Um, yeah, <laughs> we, we can we kind of cross each, each other's path at conferences and such like.
1: Yeah. We actually, we first met at the Podcasting New Media Expo in Ontario, not to be confused with Ontario, Canada, the better one, Ontario, California, and I believe it was... 2006 maybe probably, probably something like that i mean that, that's the perfect thing to do a conference like here's the conference center it's
0: in the middle of a the desert go mingle. there's nothing yeah i mean it, there was one other thing there was an in and out burger just around <laughs> the corner so if you wanted to go for a long walk like came from kung fu you got as far as a double double flying dutchman
1: that's so funny because i was actually just going to add that too yes it is the in and out burger is essentially Sure. Absolutely.
0: Right then, so let's go on. Uh, the drill, as always, uh, amazingly, this show has now lasted a month. Uh, <laughs> wow! Yeah. Uh, right then, you've got four. You've got a chance to take four things out of room four oh four. You can tell me what they are, mm. what they mean to you. We'll have a little discussion, and I shall decide on them in my sage wisdom. <laughs> uh, and then we have the opportunity to current balance to put something back in again. And in the middle of that, there's lots of horse trading and fun and games and japes and jollies um, and rolling dice and seeing what your stats are and. and all of that. So let's see what the first item is. Dave, what have you got in your hands
1: that you want to take back out with you? The, uh, okay, the first thing I want to take back is um, there was a, uh, a role-playing game uh, by a company called TSR, who uh, Uber Geeks will no- recognize TSR as the ones who made Dungeons & Dragons. Um, but as a sequel to Dungeons & Dragons, they did a game called Top Secret. And it was like a James Bond espionage uh, role-dying game, which I absolutely loved as a kid. And I want it back.
0: It's simple as that. It's just I had that as a kid. I want it back. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, it was so much why? fun, and I've got I've got two young kids now, and I I think I, it was just it was always a fun fun game game. So,
0: okay. So so top secret. I mean, when I saw this list, I immediately thought you meant top secret, the film which had Val Kilmer in it.
1: Right, but I, can, I still have that.
0: Yeah, I mean that—that's not in there. That's why I got horribly confused. So, t- so tell, me, tell, me, uh, tell me about the game. You know, you said there it was from the guys from Dungeons and Dragons. Isn't that same sort of get round a table,
1: rolling dice thing? Is it a board game? What is it? Yeah, called? yeah. Well, no, it was like the booklets, uh, similar to, to Dungeons and Dragons. It worked the same way. So you would, you know, create a character, rolling the die, and and uh, you know, develop, you know, building your character and its strengths and charisma. And all that stuff, and then um, it was very similar to Dungeons and Dragons. It just took place in more of a sort of James Bond sort of uh, scenario. So each ep- each each booklet, each game uh, revolved around some sort of espionage and some sort of secret mission in Moscow or whatever. And you have to like take out a bunch of people in order to you know rescue someone or what have you. And so it was always just really exciting and and uh, t- terribly geeky. But my friends and our my friends and I would sit down and play this all the time. In fact, we even made our own sort of mimicked version this sort of rip off of top secret, uh, uh about ninjas and things. So it was always just really interesting. And, and, uh, yeah, it got the imagination going and, you know, and we were, we didn't have to be afraid of any dragons either, which was see, nice.
0: See, you had me right up till, till ninjas because I'm a pirate person, you see, uh, so, yes, so yes. Did, <laughs> did you have an ongoing character? Did, did you play the same, is it like like Dungeons and Dragons where you've got Thor, the magic war elephant crossed with an elephant that you've, you've, you've leveled up for 15 years? Did you always play the same character?
1: Um, I tried to, but I often got killed and so I would have to create a new one. So, sadly, it was very tragic, which actually, strangely enough, gets into my second thing, but I'm, not looking for a Segway, but I will mention something later.
0: Oh, we have lots of Segways in Room Four O Four. They're fantastic. <laughs> um, right up, right up to the point where the British importer of the Segway died a couple of months ago because he drove his Segway off a cliff.
1: Yes, that was rather tragic, wasn't it? it, it, was, it we was. have one at the office, actually. What? Somebody fall off a cliff? No, a Segway. <laughs> ah, Thankfully, we're, we <laughs> we're not near any cliffs.
0: <laughs> okay, so okay, I think we're going to have to have the decider here. What was the name of your
1: character? Oh my gosh, man. I honestly, you and I don't remember. Oh. it was a long time ago. Because you need that you do need a little bit of a hook and bait to get something
0: out. You can't just go played it as a kid. It's gotta really mean something. You can't uh, no yeah, you know, I
1: think I, I, I think my characters were killed off so often. I'm trying to remember now. Uh, gosh. Uh, uh, I don't remember I don't remember. T- I don't remember. Tell t- t- you what,
0: we'll pause that, we'll put it to the side at the moment if if by the end of the podcast you can remember your character name then yes yes. but at the moment you know needs a little bit more memory to pull it through i'm afraid there dave that's 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 like going i can just about remember the page there was a woman with breasts on it on the web i mean (laughs) yes i mean you know what it's like but it's you know it's not quite defined enough so at the moment top secret remains for your eyes only uh bad part right (laughs) then okay
1: item number two Item number two was my first computer, and that was the Tandy TRS-80. Oh, yeah. See, um, now
0: you're confusing me. You've had TRS, and now you're doing TSR, or TSR and TRS. Next, you're going to set the TSA on me. What,
1: what are you trying to do over here? <laughs> I didn't realize that at the time, but, yeah, it, it, uh, it threw me off. Once. once you mentioned that, and I actually wrote it down, I was like, oh, yeah, huh, interesting. But, yes. Did you have the uh, TRS-80? Oh, no. You
0: uh, had a good old British Spectrum on all the way here, which you guys would know is the Timex 1000.
1: Ah, Yes. All right. Well, the TRS-80 was very special. It had a little uh, you know, cassette recorder uh, drive. That was my drive. And uh, a little tiny uh, printer, which was uh, similar to like, one you'd find at any shop, like a credit card machine, POS machine, printer. It was, uh, it was about that size. And I actually like, – that's sort of where I learned and then forgot about programming was my TRS-80 because I learned how to program in BASIC back then and what i did was i created a random number generator so we could create top secret characters on the fly so you could like just you know create a new a new character instead of having to roll the dice the dice constantly so that just goes to show you how often my characters were killed
0: you see you know that just did that just demonstrates perfect geek credentials there. you know. If we look right back at (laughs) Rob's original brief that you put in beta, um, he said, I'd like to hear a podcast where geeks talk about (laughs) old stuff. I mean, that's it right there. I want my old computer back so I can recreate a character from an old game uh, whose character name I cannot remember. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of people coming into room 404 will look back at the TRS-80s, will look back at things like the Ataris, will look back at their very First computers uh, with a, with a sort of wistfulness, uh, and yes. the, the question here though is: Are you bringing it back for you, or are you bringing it back for everybody?
1: Oh, I, I think everybody should uh, should have one. I think I think I don't know. It was like for me, I was a Windows PC guy or a PC guy, and then you know later moved on to Apple. But PCs for me, and like and just the TRS eighty, I had to learn Basic because you didn't you couldn't really do much with it without learning some. Some code, and then um, I still knew c- code when I got onto the PC, and I liked, you know, I didn't like, I liked going into DOS rather than doing things um, in Windows because Windows just bothered me with all the bloody windows everywhere. Um, but then, you know, as Windows got better, and then as I moved on to Mac, I just forgot how to program, and then found things. To do it for me, so that I didn't need to do it anymore. And I kind of regret that. I wish you know it was a really good learning tool as far as language and things. So, so, so were, you, were
0: you using Basic One or Basic Two? Oh gosh, uh, I would
1: imagine it was Basic well, One. Well, there's probably. an, easy,
0: there's an easy, easy way to test. When you wanted to print something, did you write print or did you write P? Oh, print. I had to write print. Ah, right then. Okay, so that was that was Basic Two then. Because oh. basic one, there was such a small memory footprint, they didn't have the full tokenized words in. They just used really? abbreviations. Yeah, it was just so, so, so print hello was P hello because it saved them four bytes. Yes. Right, okay. so anyway, I'll make you a deal. I did not know that. I'll make basic you a deal. You can have the TRS 80 out, but basic one. All right, I'll take it. You take done. There we go. Hey, one for one for Woo. two. Woo. Dave is now betting five hundred. Right then, right. let's see what we have for item three. There, it's an oh, it's BBS. I mean, look, look, yes. you're just you're just throwing me in, in acronyms and initials now. That's evil. <laughs> I like evil. Tell me why you want All to right. get BBSs back out.
1: Well, when I was uh, a, a tween, I suppose, I had a Commodore 64, and uh, I got into BBSing because my friend's dad had a BBS, and I also saw war games, which naturally got me intrigued by the whole thing.
0: Now, now I'll just – hold on. Let's go back a couple of steps now, first of all, because yes. some of our listeners might not know
1: what BBS is. They're already struggling with BITE. Right. Well, yeah, well BBS. it stands for Bulletin Board system. And uh, if you think of – it's usually the ones that I participated in were single-node, which meant that you could uh, – you basically called a computer with your f- telephone. You called someone else's computer, and you could hop on their computer and interact with the person running that computer in a chat room, named, uh, which you know those who ran a BBS would call, were called sysops or system operators. And you could uh, trade and download files as well. So you would get like the anarchist cookbook. And then, you know, warm up the, the dot matrix printer and let it print for like half an hour to print the entire like anarchist cookbook or so there crazy were really, things. Like-
0: there were only two books available on BBS. Is there was The Anarchist's Cookbook, which, yes. was, which was one, um, which was full of evil things like, you know, how to blow up the world and, you know, how to poison London Underground by using a tank, tank full of chlorine in Tottenham Court Road. Uh, <laughs> that, that's all theoretical, by the way. Uh, and the second one Correct. was uh, Bruce Sterling's The Hacker Crackdown.
1: That's right. Um, That's right. Did, did
0: you download the hacker crackdown?
1: I don't know if I did. I think I might have actually because in yeah, I must have because I remember because trying to hack else a, to do on BPSs. Well, I remember trying to hack a uh, a payphone when I was a kid. Recorded, I downloaded like these sounds and recorded them to like a t- a little portable tape player
0: ah, to good be old, able to
1: the good old yeah. fifty hertz whistle. Ting. <whistles> yeah. Still got it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So yeah, but and, the, yeah. And bbsing amazing. was great i'm and sorry
0: you, yeah no, no no because you look back at bbs and, and it was file sharing yeah we, we we've got that um it was yep. quite a slow file transfer watching the file come down dot by dot by dot we we've got that now um yes. it's it's limited access and unlimited access to a bbs is necessarily unlimited it was you can have a maximum of 500k a year uh we've got that now <laughs> with the mobile networks it's it's amazing how much the BBSs have moved on and they're not there anymore, but they're still part of the fabric. It's like, if you boil it, it's like having a Duplo brick. You know, everybody's yes. got Lego and Technic and shapes, but at but the core of it, it's all just a small Duplo brick.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think to me, um, I don't know, for for me, for BBSing, the thing that got me really excited is that I started, um, you know, I participated on BBSs and forums and such, But then I also started my own BBS. And because it was on my mom's phone number, um, and I ran it from like midnight to 7 a.m. when she wasn't on the phone, uh, um, it was so cool. So picture this my bedroom was dark. I'm in bed. My ringer on my phone is turned off. And my uh, Commodore 64 disk drive is sitting there in the room glowing red. You know, the red stationary button light is just glowing red in the room. And I'm in bed. And suddenly I I turn and open my eyes and the light is green and I hear the disk drive moving and I think someone's on my computer. So I jump up out of bed, turn on my monitor, go into sysop mode and chat with whoever was using my computer. And it just it got me so excited. And and yeah, it was just it blew my mind that somebody could communicate with me that way. Um, And was there ever
0: a little part of your brain just hoping against hope? All you hear is, shall we play a game?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that started the mess. So. It, it, it did. I mean, look
0: I could make an argument here that BBSs are actually, you know, out, and they're already out. Um, but the fact is that they're not out because things have moved on. But they should come out because people need to understand basic building blocks. What What I found amazing um, in the in the Egypt uh, uprising over the last two or three weeks, and obviously there's there's sure. more of that going on, is the fact that. You know, we had all these complicated systems, but then all of a sudden, it just suddenly all fell back, and it fell back to people phoning Google, and then Google would relay a message onto Twitter for them. Yes. Now, now, to us, that's you know, that's just like well, that, that's that's quite basic. It's cute though, but when you go back to those building blocks, it's just like that's one person doing another person doing another relay. I mean, it's it's like it's like an amino acid it's like DNA. it's like rna and, and dna in the body it's a fundamental part of how things work and yes anytime i have to quote star trek tutors to find argument means you automatically get something out of room 404 you just have to understand why things work on a starship <laughs> exactly yes exactly <laughs> Exactly. there you go two for three. Six <laughs> six six. Yay, hey, there you go. Mark McGuire would like that number. Uh, but there we... Oh, careful. Right, one more to go on things that are coming out. Well, we're getting closer to the present. It's interesting that all of our geeks have decided to put everything in reverse chronological order. So we're kind of sneaking up now into the more, more <laughs> modern stuff here, aren't we?
1: Uh, so number four... Is, and I'm an old school podcaster, as you know, Ewan. Um, I had a podcast with my wife from 05 to 08 called Two Boobs and a Baby. Yeah.
0: And people would Uh, phone in and you'd sit there and roll over, and there'd be a little red light and a green light. Someone's listening
1: to my podcast. (laughs) Exactly like that. That's exactly, that's uh, why we got
0: the building block out. Yeah. Two Boobs and a Baby. Yes, yes, yes. You must have had great fun with the Google searches on that.
1: We did. Yeah, the search. Yeah, it was a little disturbing sometimes what people were searching for and, and found our site. And in fact, we're still number one. If you Google two boobs, uh, T-W-O, you will find us very quickly. So. But at any rate, as a podcaster, I was always interested and uh, you know just having a big ego and, and wanted to do vanity searches and such online. There was a service called – and it was free – called Podzinger, P-O-D-Z-I-N-G-E-R or Zed, uh, Podzinger. And it was basically a really really great search engine that would search podcast audio. And I'm not even sure exactly how it did it because we didn't usually make our transcripts available or anything like that. But for however they had it working, you could search and actually find references to your podcast or your name or whatever in other people's podcasts, which made it really easy to connect with people who were talking about you that you weren't necessarily aware of. Um, And then Podzinger changed later and became this service called Everyzing. Um, and then eventually just kind of changed to something entirely different. And I, to my knowledge, I haven't found anything that's comparable um, that can actually search audio like like uh, Podzinger did. So I want it back. It was a great, great thing. Uh, yet, yet again, we now
0: have a service that, that seems obvious now. Um, that yes. That was like magic then, uh, and it goes away, and there's, there's just nothing that fills in the gap. And this is one of the really annoying things about the web nowadays, which is just because you've found something that works doesn't mean that six months down the line, it'll still be there. And it's true. You know, I mean, I completely agree with you. I mean, something like Jaiku. Jaiku, yes. for, for people who don't remember, it was basically... You know, at one point, Twitter and Jaiku were complete equals. One of them was based in Silicon Valley, which is Twitter, and the other one was based in Finland, which is Jaiku. Jairi Engstrom, We did some work Nokia, then left Nokia to do Jaiku. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jaiku is basically twitter on steroids uh not that we're referring yes not that we're referring back to mark mcguire again and it just you know and google bought it and google went oh we are going to treat this with love and care and attention and they put it in a box marked dodgeball yes and it just
1: I, stopped i mean it's still there it still kind of goes sometimes yes but it's just but like Ugh. no i don't when you guys were – I mean you guys were talking about that on, on a prior episode and I, or uh, on a previous episode and I remember like I've, I blogged about it a lot. I got very excited when I heard that they bought – when Google bought Jaiku because they had already bought Dodgeball before that and, that, and then I, I blogged about it. I was like this is going to be huge because they're going to bring in location and microblogging and combine them. And then instead, yeah, they just put them on the top shelf and let them in the back of the closet, shut the door and turn off the light and uh, just kind of forgot about them. And, you um, know, obviously, you know, Foursquare and Twitter have have taken off since then. Um, but, yeah, man, disturbing.
0: Yeah, I mean, we could go on for it. Jaiku is just one of those things. It means like Google, you have a phone. They all have a location. You have an address book. Why isn't Jaiku driving? Amy, stop. We're here to talk about pods Um but again, great service. And it's a sort of service that you brought it up now. I mean, you, you've, got, you've got Audioboo out there. You've got all the snippety stuff. You've got Pandora and Last FM, and you've got people. You know, there are more podcasts. There are significantly more podcasts now than there were just yesterday or, or a month ago or a year ago, let alone what was being indexed in 2005, 2006. Sure. Multimedia, spoken, video, audio, the whole tranche is just completely skipped over. I mean, we still, I mean, Dave, obviously you still do outreach with Griffin. We still teach podcasters that you've got to write detailed show notes. Otherwise, Google, Bing, and Yahoo have no
1: idea what you're talking about. Absolutely, yeah. In fact, I'm a big advocate now to friends who podcast. Um, Well, first of all, don't call them podcasting when you're out having cocktails. With friends, call it internet. I have an internet radio show because that way they understand. Because for the longest time, I said podcasts, and even today, people's eyes still glaze over, they still don't know what you're talking about. So I learned that the hard way. But the other thing um, is to uh, do show notes, but you can actually hire, like, you can find pretty inexpensive transcription services online and get a transcript of your show and then link and then have that on your blog so that Google sucks. Like, Google will have the entire transcript available. So that means all the stuff you talk about. Will be you know it'll be indexed by Google and and Bing and the like, but it'll also be good for like people who are maybe hearing impaired who just want to read what you guys talked about. So you have like that as well. So so it's a real benefit in both in both ways. But yeah, show notes are huge.
0: So so where where would Podzinger fit in the landscape nowadays?
1: Where would podcasting fit? No, Podzinger. Oh, Podzinger. Like what? Like what would be the relevancy? The relevance? Yeah,
0: do do you still think you know if it came back? Is it going to be a
1: curio or is it just going to be something that's really nice? No, I think it would be huge. I mean, more and more brands now. I mean, I'm working for Griffin and this is what I do. I mean, I have to search out references to us online so that if a customer's is happy or, or not, I can – respond to them and and that's you know the whole social media monitoring business is huge with you know services like you know like radiant six and and the like um so I, it's huge i think i think nowadays more than ever people are searching up even them their own names to see what people are saying and they're checking you know at the very basic they're checking twitter search and they're checking you know google alerts or setting up google alerts for their brands or their names or, or what have you so i think uh checking audio transcripts is key i mean in fact video too
0: they i'm pretty much in agreement with you because there's so much information going in this big black hole called the internet we can't get it back out anything that helps navigate and shine a little top pen light of a torch in there i think is well worth coming back yes i'll even buy the first hundred dollars worth of shares
1: Ooh, nice. nice. Very, very yeah, and, nice. And then
0: I will sell them one for $10,000. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but I'll talk about it in a podcast so you can find the reference. So there we go. Um, three out of four. Um, that's a pretty good score so far. Let's see uh, what we have for the last one. And this is, this is the one where things go into room 404. So, Dave, what would you well, like to banish from the world now?
1: Well, you know, I did a lot of deep thinking. And I thought about a lot of like online services and a lot of hardware and, and software and things that just, you know, drive me crazy. But as I kept thinking about them, I kept looking above my my desk to the fluorescent light bulb and, and a light bulb went off, so to speak, if you will. Um, and it's technology, right? Yeah. So I want I want to get rid of fluorescent lighting altogether because they... They drive my eyes crazy. They're horrible in offices. You know, some desk lamps, and some, some nice light is fine. But fluorescent, the traditional long fluorescent tubes, they got to go. Ewan, they have to go. Okay. Please. Keep telling me why. They, they, they drive me crazy. Even I know people that hear the humming of, the, of them as well. Like I'm, I'm lucky enough that I could at least use headphones at work. But I know people that, you know, you hear the humming of those bulbs and they just, they just suck out any natural light. And just, it's like light puke on your head all day. Who would like light puke on their head all day? So, so
0: okay, let's assume, okay, let's yeah. assume, just for a second, I'm not saying it isn't yet, let's take away all the fluorescent lighting in the world, okay? I, I can see a couple of problems with this one. First yeah. of all, the electricity companies that service Las Vegas will suddenly go bankrupt,
1: Mm-hmm. Perhaps, perhaps, yes. You
0: know, also, nobody is going to be able to find Vegas. I mean, the one thing about Vegas is if everybody in the world suddenly disappears, the last thing lit up in the world is Las Vegas because it's serviced by the, the Hoover Dam. It's the last thing to lose power. Sure. If we take fluorescent lighting away, Las Vegas is no longer that great big neon, hell sign shining out into space so first okay. of all okay. as an emergency signal i don't think we can lose fluorescent lighting two
1: okay wait wait, wait, oh, wait, wait, yeah. wait. i'm going i'm going i'm going can i argue it yeah of course you can. yeah yeah we like arguing. all right here we go yeah so las vegas is out in the desert which gets a lot of sun could we not put in fluorescent or, or sorry not fluorescent could we not put in solar panels on all of those huge hotels and even in the desert itself to uh get enough electricity to light those bulbs. Right. Is it even doable? I don't it's, know. It's not, doable no, not for, next...
0: it's not doable for two reasons. One, you'd waste more energy making the solar cells than you would get from the solar cells before they ran out of of efficiency. Oh, okay. Two, all right. Two, um, I cite the Wynn Hotel in Las Vegas, whose windows are all gold-reflected. because of uh... the, Because of the concave nature of the hotel... Between the hours of one and three, they have a death ray focused from the sun onto the side of the swimming pool.
1: (laughs) I was not aware of that. Essentially,
0: what you're suggesting is that we waste the world's resources to burn down Las Vegas so you can get rid of fluorescent lighting. Oh, I'm starting to man. see the appeal of this one, but we would lose our SOS signal. And also, yes, it's great for America that you've got all these lovely buildings with lots of light pouring in them. Um, but I'm in Edinburgh, and, and we live in tenement blocks that are like five stories high, made of solid stone. We can barely get a GPS signal in our houses. You, know?
1: <laughs> you forget I lived in one on Street yes, exactly. Avenue.
0: I would also like to point out that you're suggesting that sunlight would be able to stream in. As you rightly point out, you've stayed in Edinburgh. This would mean that we would only get light in our offices at, uh, hold on, seven <laughs> seven 7.54 to 8.13 on June the 21st. Every year. <laughs> but
1: it's a beautiful day. All the, all the beer gardens are buzzing with people. It's a wonderful, yeah, yeah. wonderful time but, of the year in Edinburgh.
0: Not only now do we have to burn down Las Vegas, destroy the world's resources to create solar panels, you're also saying that Scotland's working year would be
1: 27 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> but we could put in different lights. How about some different lights? That's all I'm asking. I don't think I'm asking that much. <gasps> different lights see, see, now you know you're going oh,
0: no, i need to replace the lights what lights would you replace them with let's see how far you can dig yourself down on this one. Oh lord uh well buy a mercedes-benz uh,
1: i will start with candlelight <laughs> it's very cost effective um but a bit of a fire hazard um i don't know uh lighting very well i know what i hate um <laughs> sadly i do not know i'm no uh, lighting expert but there it are is. other lights Bulbs and- I, I know but
0: you know if you want to put something into room 404 i would expect you've done background research it's like already we've spotted major flaws in this plan oh, okay you have revised the, the, the revived the candle making industry i will give you that um, and that, <laughs> that is fine you know there's a small factory in um Whitehaven in Cumbria, that's now quite happy about this plan. Um, but that's not a lot of people on balance compared to the amount of... I mean, look, we haven't even thought about the impact on Atlantic City as well, or Blackpool. You know, <laughs> you know, fluorescent... I mean, if you didn't have fluorescent lights... Here's it. This is why I'm not putting it in, okay? Alright. Right? Listen carefully. Get yourself a fluorescent light tube. Okay? Mm-hmm. Take, it, take it down, just hold the tube. Okay? Now, Wrap some acrylic around the base of it. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Then hold the acrylic in your hand. With your other hand, put that hand on a Van de Graaff generator. Okay. You know the big thing that creates static electricity? Mm. The static electricity will go through the Van de Graaff generator, into your hand, through the acrylic. Because it's a positive charge, it will light up the fluorescent tube in your hand with nothing else touching you just like a lightsaber.
1: Oh, you had to drop Star Wars into there, oh, didn't I, you? I'm sorry. What you're basically saying is you would like to
0: ban the technology that allows 13-year-olds in a physics class to have a lightsaber.
1: You and Spence you have won this war. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and
0: I'm going to win the battle as well.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Can you remember the name of your character in top secret? Uh, not so much. Oh, look at will go to okay, the end okay. and fell at the end. Bang the fluorescent. Bang the top secret. oh <laughs> If no, if I remember, I will leave a comment on your on the show notes on your blog, which will drive tons of traffic for everybody to come and see the name that I used. There we go, uh, Dave Delaney. There,
0: um, out. Comes the TRS-80. Out comes the BBS uh, along with the twelve hundred baud mod. Um, twelve hundred baud mod. <laughs> yes, you've right. It's an old <laughs> woman who passes data along for you. Uh, and bad <laughs> Matthew Broderick films. Out comes board singer. And staying in there is the mysterious, exclusive game uh, of hide and seek, spy, top secret from TSR. Uh, and the build your own lightsaber, Earth signaling, Las Vegas defending, fluorescent bulb gets to live <laughs> one more life. Uh, Dave. Um, as always, a pleasure to talk to you. Where can people find out more about you and Griffin?
1: They can find me at davedelaney.me or davemadethat.com or at davedelaney on Twitter, or you can find me at griffintechnology.com/slash connect or at griffintech on yeah. Twitter as well. Excellent. I'm all over the place. Yeah, and now, Dave you've dot me.
0: and now you've mentioned work, this is tax deductible. There you go. Hey, look at that. Still giving you a service, even though you didn't get the first job. But Dave, pleasure as always to talk to you. Hopefully you've as all as enjoyed listening to Dave as well. This is the Room 404 Podcast. Started as a joke. We're now a month later. It seems to be gathering momentum. Room 404thepodcastcornercom for your comments. We are now finally in iTunes. You can find us out searching on Room 404. You can leave your star ratings and your comments and all of that. My name is Ewan Spence. You can reach me at Ewan on Twitter. Um, Ewan Spence at gmail.com as well. It's the generic one, as you went at the podcast corner, and all that stuff. Look, they all end up in exactly the same mailbox. It doesn't actually matter. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back here next week with another geek looking to get his favourite technology out and his least favourite technology in room 404.